we had a real grand slam for Norwegian media when it comes to research funding. The main problem, I would say, uh, when it comes to cooperation between media and researchers is that um, people in media have quite a different concept of time. So it's rather difficult for media people to imagine that you have to work for, for two years, three years on one question. They are saying that they could uh, have an improvement in business between five, five to ten millions in the coming two years. That is quite a nice result. I'm afraid that we will lose some of our newspapers in, uh, in the near future. We will also see some local support, uh, both by local authorities, but also by people uh, helping the newspapers to, to stay alive. Hi and welcome to Oslo Media House podcast with Chaitra. The guest for today's episode is Rolf Svensson. His long life passion for news and freedom of speech discerned him as national and international speaker, editorial expert, commercial networker, innovation project analyzer. He now is head at Next Media Lab. Let us connect to him and see what he has been doing these days of pandemic. Hello Rolf and welcome to MediaPod. Hello, hello. Nice to talk with you. Could you tell our listeners how you are part of Oslo Media House? I've been a member and I have had a, 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 an office at the Oslo Media House for the last four or five years because uh, I always like to come to that uh, place, uh, meet uh, some people I know and uh, also people I don't know. And that is a kind of an environment I like to to spend time with. Yes, that's really nice. Whenever you walk in, there are like new members joining to the office and we are just growing. Absolutely. Uh, where are you located now? Well, I live and I work in the wonderful city of Trondheim in mid-Norway. I've been an editor for more than 20 years and holding different positions. And most of the time concentrating on product development and focusing on uh, enabling uh, Adrasavisen to enter the digital age, we put in a lot of effort to build the position needed for the newspaper to meet uh, the future digital audiences. And uh, to do that, I had to cooperate a lot with journalists, with developers and salespeople. We were a group working together and that really set me on the path of uh, cooperation. Could you brief the listeners what Next Media is and what do you do? Next Media is a network uh, set up in Trondheim. Uh, it was initiated by Adresavisen, my employee. And uh, the reason for setting up a network in Trondheim is that we are neighbours to the Norwegian University of Science and Technology, the NTNU. So uh, we uh, asked the National Media Business Association in Oslo, would it be a good idea to do this and try to bridge the gap between uh, uh, our business and uh, academia to see if research could help us in developing our industry. So the network uh, 
has five main members. Uh, it's the Business Association in Oslo. It is the NRK, and Trendravisar, which are local uh, news outlets. And of course, NTNU itself. We have concentrated on, on technology, looking forward. Uh, and um, uh, the network is funded by its members, so it is uh, economically independent. What we do, well, there are basically three things. We uh, are setting up meeting places, and the main activity when it comes to to meeting places is the Next Media Conference, which is held in November each year. Uh, we have done that conference now for seven years. Um, we are doing other conferences as well. Among them, we initiated a conference for female uh, IT uh, developers, and it's still living. Um, and we have other activities as well. The second activity is uh, we have been engaged in verticals. So we have been working on, for instance, sports technology. And we also worked with uh, virtual reality, XR, and uh, different kind of virtual uh, technologies. Um, but uh, the third and uh, a very important part of our work is to try to stimulate, initiate, and try to build uh, projects uh, between the media industry itself and the NTNU. And uh, I'm very, very happy to say that uh, uh, right now, <laughs> these are really happy days because uh, just a few days ago, uh, we had a real grand slam for Norwegian media when it comes to research funding. We were just uh, uh, awarded the most valuable research um, program ever for Norwegian media. Uh, we, um, the Norwegian Research Council decided to fund our eight-year program for research and innovation work in AI. And the unique thing, unique thing about this is that we have uh, wanted to set up a consortium with different kind of businesses for a interdisciplinary cooperation in uh, in uh, in artificial intelligence. So we are very very proud to say that the, the main industrial locomotives in Norwegian uh, is working together uh, in this eight-year program. Uh, this is uh, business from telecom, from bank and finance, businesses in energy, oil and gas, in shipping and uh, quality business. Uh, and uh, luckily, the two most important Norwegian media enterprises, like the NRK and the Shipstead Company, join in in our consortium together with Retriever, which is the Nordic news analytic provider. So this is really a wow uh, day for us uh, to have uh, a funding of uh, more than 250 million Norwegian krona for an eight-year program. There will be a lot of activity when it comes to uh, uh, working with the artificial intelligence. Also, uh, Bergen got its uh, center for research and innovation. Um, 
They have been very successful in Bergen uh, with the cooperation between the university in Bergen and mainly broadcasters and media suppliers. So both Bergen and Trondheim uh, are working on uh, some of the same um, things. Uh, but there is no doubt that uh, the Trondheim uh, activity is um, appointed by the research council to be the main industry center for AI research and innovation in Norway. I firmly believe in cooperation across borders, where people from different uh, industries take advantage of each other's skills and competences. We really need that to, to move forward. What will come out of this, you might ask? Well, uh, there's a wide scale of activities based on the industry's own wishes. Uh, we are engaged in setting up a, a framework which is both uh, ethical and trustworthy for our work. When it comes to artificial intelligence and services, basically we differ between sensor-based services, which is typical for, for instance, energy or oil and gas. And then you have uh, language-based uh, services, which is typical for media, for bank, finance, telecom, etc. And one valuable goal uh, for this uh, program is to develop a Nordic or a Norwegian uh, language database develop new and local services, not just being in the hands of imported solutions from Silicon Valley or China, which we have to prepare for, by the way. Uh, so it's uh, a process uh, showing that it is important to build strong national uh, community deeply rooted in our basic industries and our own skills. Well, I must add that uh, I, of course, don't mean that we should isolate ourselves. Cooperation but, uh, across borders is rather important. And personally, I try to contribute to that, working with the World Association of News Media, WAN IFRA, where I'm heading the advisory board of uh, GAMI, which is the Global Alliance for Media, uh, uh, Media Innovation which is an initiative for Vanifra uh, to bridge the gap between business and academia on a larger scale than we do in next media in Norway. So in that uh, respect, we have been working on um, research programs within the Horizon 2020 program. We have been creating meetings for media lab people uh, across Europe, and we have built uh, the world's largest uh, written uh, database uh, for media innovations. The conference you're talking about, which is in November, what is it force, uh, focusing on? Well, it's focusing on, on technology in different kind of shapes and uh, forms. Uh, and we try to be looking to some of the main trends that is important to, to, to know about. So last year uh, we had uh, four topics working on the, on, the, uh, on the conference. The first and main one was on trust. How do media work on the concept of trust for the, uh, for the time being and for the future? And then we also had a topic on uh, artificial intelligence both uh, with speakers and uh, we also had a, uh, 
uh, half a day uh, educational uh, course for people who wanted to know more about it and we were happy enough to have three of the main professors in this field from the NTNU to to teach about um, AI. Uh, we also looked into other new technologies like the uh, next generation of internet and the 5G uh, then again, uh, we also were, had a topic when it comes to uh, storytelling, and we did that in cooperation with the people working with cinemas. Uh, and uh, the last one was on about loyalty and subscriptions, which is a rather important uh, business topic for, for, for the media industry. So those were the four topics that we did uh, last year. And uh, the topics for the conference has varied uh, for, 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 the, for each year. But uh, the main um, subject has always been uh, on technology in different, kind of, in different forms. And where would it be? Uh, would it be virtually, digital, and where would it be streamed? Where, where can we get access to it? The conference... In uh, November this year, uh, we plan for it to be a physical conference. Uh, we want people to come to Trondheim and come together and relate to each other. But uh, we are also looking into some for a plan B to have a, a, a digital uh, assistance so that we could uh, be sure that we could invite people, keynotes from uh, abroad uh, to contribute to the program and also to give access to sponsors that could make that can't make it to Trondheim in, in November but um, just look out for on the internet and uh, on Facebook we will be telling you uh, what will happen and why you should come to Trondheim in November uh, I hope uh, the borders would be open by then so you have uh, more of your guests invited abro from abroad. Well, uh, usually we have people from uh, from the Nordics as well, Sweden, Denmark uh, and Finland, and uh, I think there's a good chance that at least they will be allowed to come to, to Norway uh, in November. Yeah, let's hope for the best. I must tell a story about the pandemic uh, because um, I was uh, inspired by Donald Trump to come to Norway. I, uh, by January, I went to Berlin to stay there for, for half a year. During the, the first days of March, I was really wondering what should I do, what should I not do? Should I stay in Germany or should I come back to Norway? On the March the 12th, or the March the 11th, uh, in the evening, I said to myself, you, you must sleep on this question uh, and decide tomorrow morning. And the next morning on March the 12th, that was actually the same day as the Norwegian government exactly. decided they wanted to close down the country. Well, that morning, Donald Trump said that there will be no flights between Europe and U.S., and I said to myself, thank you, Donald, <laughs> you have made yeah. me a decision. So uh, I decided to, uh, to go back to Norway. And uh, in the afternoon, the government said that they will be closing the borders and all these things. It was, But it's the first and probably the last thing I will ever thank Donald Trump for. I would never have thought in my wildest dream that someone would actually uh, take his name uh, just to say that, yeah, this man has inspired me to do something, so... <laughs> 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 
Yeah, as I had that uh, next media, how are you coping with such crisis? And how your projects are uh, being caught up or running? Well, some of the projects are long projects, you know, so they are really not that affected by the by the crisis. Uh, and um, I would like to mention one project that we finished uh, by May. Uh, it's been running for four years. Uh, it's been a... Uh, a project dealing with uh, recommender systems uh, and it's a cooperation between the uh, the former company Seasense which is now owned by the American corporation Piano Adressavisen uh, in Trondheim and also the NTNU and we also had a cooperation with a Finnish uh, research institution called the VTT and uh, we got uh, money from the Norwegian Research Council and it's a kind of an uh, I could talk a little about that because it shows some of the results and some of the ex- uh, how a, a corporation with a uh, research institution like the NTNU how it really is working and what results it gave uh, what we wanted to do in that project was to see if we could improve some of the technology uh, that could sort out um, what kind of content you would like to present for your audiences. Uh, That meaning that we have to look into computer science when it comes to how to read content so the computers could know what uh, it was all about. And also we could uh, identify users that uh, were interested in that particular uh, content. and we got quite a lot of money to do this uh, and we've been working on that project for four years and we had our final report to the research council in May, on May the 1st. Uh, and it gives you some kind of example of uh, how these, these things are actually working. The main, the main problem, I would say, uh, when it comes to cooperation between media and researchers is that um, people in media have quite a different concept of time. You know, uh, media people uh, looking one week ahead, looking two months ahead, they would, they would really think, well, uh, anything could happen, so that is uh, quite uncertain that we could do something, that we could plan for two or three or four or five months. But when it comes to research, uh, you have to work in quite another way. So it's rather difficult for media people to imagine that you have to work for for two years, three years on one question. Uh, we have done both research, we have done uh, education, we have uh, have some innovations. We are expecting this to result in some uh, good business for the partners. And we have also done a lot of dissemination for both scientific and non-scientific audiences. So uh, that is something to uh, to consider if you are working together within research institutions that could be like Oslo Met or Christiana Hay School, a university in Oslo or the NTNU in Trondheim. Uh, you have to also to understand that you are part of a process that gives other kind of results than pure innovations. In our case, the technology we have uh, developed and will be integrated by Piano uh, in their in their products 
they are saying that they could uh, have an improvement in business between five, five to ten millions in the coming two years. That is quite a nice result. Uh, but we have also uh, done a lot for for education, uh, educating people in um, as postdocs and uh, and PhDs. And we have also added uh, education for students, master students mostly. Uh, and we have uh, uh, done some real interesting research uh, and forming kind of a uh, recommender lab at the NTNU that will continue to work on this technology. Recommender systems are rather an old technology. It was invented by the 80s or 90s, but it's been very popular in business uh, the last years. You, if you're thinking about Netflix and other uh, suppliers, uh, they are using recommender systems, you know, to uh, to give you uh, sometimes quite annoying <laughs> offers. <Yeah. laughs> But uh, I think that we have to, in the future, we have to divide our offerings to the audiences by being more targeted, you know, giving people more what they are interested in. Uh, and that is one of the future trends that uh, we would like to add to by the kind of projects that we've been doing with the NTNU. And as a journalist, oh, what is your vision for the next year? How will pandemic restrict the society and its impact on the media industry and economy? That's quite a big question, so there are three or four questions in one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rather worried about uh, the, local, the local press in Norway because uh, the pandemic and the regulations uh, has, you know, Uh, led to um, some disturbances uh, for the businesses. Um, we are not getting we are not getting all the money that we need uh, to run our businesses. So I'm I'm afraid that we will lose some of our newspapers in uh, in the near future. I think that uh, like any other businesses, we would uh, be dependent on uh, on help from and reliefs from the authorities, from the government, uh, to come through this crisis. On a wider scale, I think that uh, uh, Norway uh, are among the few countries in the world that has a very uh, trusted media among uh, people. Uh, we have a lot of smaller newspapers that they are playing an important part of their societies uh, all over the country. And I think that uh, people would regret very much if they had to uh, have to, um, to stop their activities. We will also see some local support, uh, both by local authorities, but also by people uh, helping the newspapers to, to stay alive and to continue their work, watching over uh, local policies and uh, what is happening in the, in the local societies. Do you think uh, Norway would go all digital in publishing news and there won't be a lot of uh, local newspapers available, as you said? 
No, I, I always say there are two wheels here spinning at the same time. The, the fast one is the digital one. Change is coming rather rapidly. They are, things are doing, happening quite, quite fast. On the other hand, uh, you know, people's habits, the way they are using media, the way they want to have their news will uh, have a much slower rate. Uh, the printed papers, I think they will stay on for many years yet. Uh, at some time, we said that the end date of printed newspaper will be in the 20s. We are now in the 20s. I think we will survive the next 10 years at least uh, because it's dependent on uh, some of the people holding on to a way of, uh, of reading uh, as they are getting older. So I think that we will see that uh, printed newspaper will still be there for at least 10, maybe 20 years uh, to come. And do the politicians understand the problem media is facing now? Yes, I think there's a growing uh, consciousness among politicians about the uh, threats to the uh, to the uh, to the media industry, uh, and I think that they also uh, recognize that uh, you have to solve some of these some of these uh, uh, challenges on a on a broader political. Uh, scene. Uh, what I'm thinking of is about working within the EU when it comes to uh, challenging some of the uh, main competitors that we face, uh, like the um, Google, Facebook and the other big tech companies. I think that there is a need for regulations in the years to come and that could only be done within a uh, international uh, uh, by international laws uh, and I think that the EU has started uh, a, a work uh, both when it comes to taxation and regulations um, to uh, to uh, help the media industry in in this and the latest one uh, coming up from the EU is the bailout for content um, and the most interesting uh, place uh, for this com for this uh, fight right now is in in France French publishers has for years been working with um, how to get paid for their content uh, They've been negotiating with Google and, uh, and other companies as well. Uh, and they have brought it into the court system in France. And uh, by Easter, there was a rather important uh, 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 court saying that Google had only three months to get a compensation deal with the publishers. They, were, they had to do this. They could not uh, kind of... Uh, uh, postpone it in any ways. Uh, the the court said that uh, they wanted to see a result of these negotiations before uh, the end of June. So if the uh, French uh, play their uh, do their things right, uh, we will see uh, the first main uh, agreement between publishers and Google uh, in Europe uh, before summer, and that is rather encouraging, I think. And before we end this podcast, would you like to share a memory connected to Oslo Media House? It is connected to people. I mean, uh, uh, like Magne and Gaetarie and uh, some of the other people working at the Oslo Media House, uh, those are my friends. And uh, 
I always get in a good mood coming to Oslo Media House to see these people because they have a genuine um, positive attitude to uh, to for cooperation with others. Uh, we have had some good times together uh, at the old uh, porch or the uh, in the backyard of the old Oslo Media House where we have been uh, drinking beer and uh, eating uh, sausages together. Most <laughs> <laughs> Norwegian. Uh, it's been very social, uh, and uh, I think that uh, both Gertarje and Magne and the others uh, they are been doing a. A great job, you know, setting up this uh, Oslo Media House. Uh, I've only visited uh, your new uh, location once, uh, but uh, I think it was great that you stayed in that neighborhood. And in the coming years, there will be others also moving in uh, by the media organizations. So uh, keep up the good work. That is my hope and my advice and hope to see you soon someday yes thank you <laughs> yeah and it has been a pleasure talking to you Rolf and thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your thoughts and experiences and this is Chaitra Acharya signing off <laughs> <laughs>